are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. Welcome to the Roaring Twenties. Say no to the flappers and shut the door on the speakeasies. Have a night out instead at the professional wrestling. See Ed Strangler Lewis and his powerful headlock attempt to squeeze the life out of Jim Londos in a world title fight for the ages. Get your tickets to the St. Louis Coliseum now or you may find yourself in a headlock of your own. The Gold Dust Trio had brought wrestling back from the brink in the 1920s. Big characters and flashy wrestling holds had given the sport a fresh, modern feel. Something that the affluent American audience were ready to hand over good money to see. The ever-rotating cast of wrestlers orbited around three pivotal people. Ed Strangler-Lewis, the champion, Billy Sandow, the business manager, and Tootsmont, the booker and the matchmaker. With their powers combined, they were presenting wrestling in a new and exciting light. They seemed unstoppable. The famous words of Tootsmont. Poignantly, it was around this time that Californian poet Robert Frost published a piece entitled Nothing Gold Can Stay. Poignant because even the seemingly flawless gold dust trio would be no more by the end of the decade. So what events brought this almighty triumvirate to an end? One of them was the arrival of Billy Sandow's brother, Max Bauman. Max had established himself as a force for wrestling good, running events and managing talents mainly around the Kansas area. Wrestlers like Tiger Man John Pisek had seen their star rise under the guidance of Bauman, a man with a strong understanding of wrestling promotion and connections to the right people, namely his own brother and member of the Gold Dust Trio, Billy Sandow. By the late 20s, Sandow was getting a reputation as a bit of a bull in a china shop. His behaviour during contract negotiations and meetings with other promoters saw a lot of lost business and a lot of fluffing from Lewis and Mont to keep their peers on side. 
maybe, just maybe, having Bauman on the books, the flesh and blood of the very bullish Billy Sandow, could curb his aggressive temperaments. At least, that was the hope. It also should be noted around the time that Bauman was being considered to be brought into the Gold Dust trio, they were also looking for a hot young talent once again to take the title off Lewis and lead the promotion going forward. So far, there'd been a mixed bag of success in this department. See the episode all about the rise and very fast fall of Wayne Munn from last time we were together. The trio were getting frustrated with themselves and each other over the lack of top-tier talent. Enter Max Bauman with his boy Pisek and a whole raft of other suggestions for the Gold Dust Trio. Immediately, the arrival of Bauman rubs Tootsmont up the wrong way. Mont felt like Bauman was sticking his nose in where it wasn't wanted. And because he's the brother of Sandow, he has ideas and an arrogance that are unappreciated and, in the opinion of Tootsmont, way above his station. After all, the Gold Dust Trio were wrestling pioneers. They were changing the shape of American wrestling. Why, oh why, would the opinion of one promoter from Kansas be as valid as theirs? Bauman pushed for talent such as Pisek to win the title from Ed Strangler-Lewis. Tootsmont would always shoot down the suggestions from Max Bauman. Now, it wasn't clear whether it was because Toots didn't rate the talent or just didn't rate Bauman. Chances are it was the latter more than the former. Mont approached Sandow and Lewis after several less than agreeable discussions with Bauman and gave them both an ultimatum. Either Bauman leaves or he does. Billy Sandow, of course, was loyal to his brother. As for Lewis, he was loyal to Sandow. So Billy Sandow invited Mont to leave the Gold Dust Trio. Realising this was the new status quo and also itching for a new challenge, Mont grabbed the invitation with both hands. That was it. There was no power struggle. There was no massive public debate. There was no bloodshed. There was no crossed words. One third of the Gold Dust trio had just left. And just like that, the triumvirate of wrestling revolutionaries had splintered. However, Tootsmont was far from done with professional wrestling. And we'll revisit Mont a little bit later on. This new Gold Dust Collective now featured the champ Ed Strangler-Lewis, business managers Billy Sandow and Max Bauman, and on the periphery was a new ally, Boston-based promoter Paul Bowser. Now, Bowser had worked with the trio for several years, getting their operation into the northeast of America, but with Mont gone, he took a more active involvement with their company. It was Bowser who put forward a new rival for the Strangler, one with the potential to become the company top star. Phil Slater with new shots from our sports album showing the wrestling match that cost Ed Strangler-Lewis his championship. And out with Gus Sonnenberg. This is Gus, former Dartmouth tackle, practicing football tactics for his forthcoming match with Lewis. Gus Sonnenberg, the Dartmouth grappler, had a collegiate football background and, when accompanied by a strong form and handsome features, had dollar signs written all over him. This all sounds very similar to Wayne Munn, does it not? Yeah. Did the Gold Dust Trio truly decide once again to put their energy behind an untrained wrestler simply because of the look? Yes. Yes, they did. 
However, Lewis and Sandow had learned some of their lessons from last time and took a far more careful involvement with who faced Gus. Carefully chosen opponents lined up to fall in spectacular fashion to the new champion. And if any of them even hinted at going rogue on Gus, just as Stanislaus Sabisco had on Wayne Munn several years prior... Ed Lewis would deal with them verbally or, in a few of the cases, very physically. Part of this strategy to protect Gus meant that the pool of opponents was very, very small. The handful that could be trusted were kept busy, like Dan Koloff, who took a clobbering from the mighty Soddenberg at least 50 times in the 20s. Of course, he wasn't Dan Koloff every night. You see, as a way of getting around the issue of such minimal opponents, Sandow, Lewis, Bauman and Bowser would often rename guys like Koloff multiple times, just so the press covering the match was printing different names as often as possible. And a head crash by Gus, and he wins the first ball. So we had a handful of chosen ones with multiple identities, all playing from the same hymn sheet and making Gus Sonnenberg look strong. Unlike what happened with Wayne Munn, this star-building plan was watertight. Here to drill proverbial holes in the buckets is Toots Mont. Since leaving the trio, Mont had formed an alliance with fellow promoters who disagreed with the slam-bang Western style of wrestling. At first, there was some reluctance. Why should any self-respecting wrestling guy work with one-third of the Gold Dust trio? Mont, however, assured them that all ties had been severed and he wanted to use his inside knowledge to bring down his former partners. So along with the wrestling minds like Jack Curley and Ray Fabiani, Mont plotted to expose the Gold Dust Trio's new star, Gus Sonnenberg. Mond plotted to expose Gus Sonnenberg, the Gold Dust Trio's newest star. It started with call-outs. Wrestlers under the Mond umbrella, like Dick Sheikart, would publicly offer out Sonnenberg for a title match. Mont encouraged this, knowing that Sandow and Lewis would refuse point blank to let Gus Soddenberg fight some of the real top wrestlers in the country on accounts that he would probably get pulverized. It was a shrewd but very dickhead move from Toots Mont. And then came the parody. George Marshall Blackstock was an average wrestler from Georgia with a mixed level of career success. One thing he did have going for him was a proximity to an embittered Tootsmont and a passing resemblance to Gus Sonnenberg. So Mont decided to hire Blackstock and declare to everyone that he had acquired the services of Gus Sonnenberg and invited wrestling fans from around the territory to watch Gus in action. When spectators came along to get an up-close of this much-lauded champion wrestler, what they got was a deliberate mockery. Every night during the promotion's run, Gus, in speech marks, would step into the ring with a different foe and in almost record time every night get thrown around the ring and pinned. Tootsmark was making a mockery of his former colleague's chosen one, and there was zero legislation in the State Athletic Commission to stop him from doing so. Lewis, Sandow and Bauman were livid. As for Paul Bowser, the honorary Gold Dust Trio associate, he took matters into his own hands. He had Sonnenberg drop the title to former Olympic champion Ed Don George, someone he believed could hold his own as a wrestler, and he wouldn't leave the promotion so open for mockery by Mont et al. The belt would 
would find its way back around the waist of Ed Strangler Lewis. And as they had done many times before, Lewis and Sandow would seek out a superstar to drive the company forward. Leaning on the Strangler as the promotion's stopgap champion was proving trickier than it used to be. Lewis and Sandow had always had a close business relationship and a closer friendship, but it was being tested by the end of the 20s due to some self-destructive behaviour by Lewis. Now, Ed had always prided himself on being in top physical shape. He and Sandow had published multiple books on the subject. But he was becoming disenfranchised with wrestling and stopped taking care of himself. This ambivalence was what drove Ed Lewis and Billy Sandow apart, ending one of the era's greatest wrestling partnerships, not with a bang, but with a whimper. The 20s turned into the 30s, and just like that, the Gold Dust Trio were no more. In that golden decade, three men had turned the wrestling world upside down and brought fans back to the arenas. Now, Ed Strangler-Lewis, Billy Sandow and Tootsmont took different paths through the industry. Ed Lewis continued to wrestle despite being out of shape, picking up a few more world championships in the process, but the fire in his belly was fading. He was struck down with trachoma in the 40s and registered blind, putting paid to his full-time days in the ring. Ed Lewis took up a job as an official greeter for the Los Angeles Athletic Club. It was there where an up-and-coming wrestling star met a destitute Ed Lewis. This star's career was floundering due to a lack of pull with promoters, and they knew that The Strangler had still more to offer to the wrestling world. So, they insisted that Lewis become their manager. That up-and-comer's name was Lou Fez, and he would pioneer wrestling's evolution in the same way that Ed Strangler Lewis had done all those years before. I believe you're just about the best condition that I've seen you in the last uh, few years. What, what are you doing? What's, what, what goes on? Well, I, I keep training, Jules. I think we discussed this before. I'm, I'm one of the hungry athletes, you know? <laughs> Billy Sandow went on to guide other wrestlers to success. Jumping Joe Savoldi, the guy who introduced the wrestling world to the dropkick, and Everett Marshall, the man who, in years to come, would mould the career of classy Freddie Blassie. However, Sandow would never find a client quite like the Strangler ever again. As for Toots Mont, he would continue to work with other domestic wrestling promoters. Toots would break ground not just by becoming one of the first members of the National Wrestling Alliance, but he would become one of the first to break away from the National Wrestling Alliance. Mont formed a business partnership within the NWA that had big plans, plans beyond the NWA, to forge their own path. It was in 1963 that Toots Mont, alongside his business partner, Vince McCormick, Man Senior unveiled the Capital Wrestling Corporation, later to be known as the World Wide Wrestling Federation. And I know that the fans up in New York will be wanting to come out and watch your Saturday night at Madison Square Garden. As a group, the Gold Dust Trio paved the way for professional wrestling, but in the years after the trio's end, arguably they'd break even greater ground. If it wasn't for these three men, the wrestling world that we know would be very, very different. Maybe it wouldn't be here at all. 
as we begin the 2020s, who knows what this decade will hold? I'm putting all my chips on the first half Android winning the 2029 Royal Rumble and AEW hosting an episode of Dynamite on the moon at some point. Look, it sounds daft, doesn't it? But hey, so did heavily choreographed finishes and high spots back in the 1920s. Ideas that changed wrestling and laid the foundation. Ideas from the hive mind of the incomparable Gold Dust Trio. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.